Welcome to the GSI Marketing Podcast with your hosts, Redbeard and Evan, where we give you the digital marketing insights you need to make people think you're the smartest person in the room. Welcome to the GS on Marketing Podcast. This is Evan. And I'm Red Beard. And we are going to talk about marketing stuff today, right? I think that's the plan. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> we'll see if we get there. That's kind of the theme we have going on. It's been the theme for at least the past few episodes. And I guess as we're getting started, I'm going to start off by apologizing if as I'm talking, my voice starts to get weird. The other day, somebody told me that you're not supposed to clear your throat wrote and that it's unhealthy. So I've been trying to avoid that. And sometimes that doesn't work out well when I'm talking and all of a sudden I have, you know, essentially that that, that throg, the frog in the throat, right? Yeah. Where you're trying to get through that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I also apologize because I might clear my throat several <laughs> times during this episode. <laughs> so, so it'll be an interesting one. So what's new? What's going on in, in your life? Oh, wow. I heard you were getting a new air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, new AC unit is happening. Yeah, right before fall comes in and, you know, here where we're at, it's, it's going to start getting cooler. So yeah. that'll that'll serve you well <laughs> in the next six months. Getting ready for winter. <laughs> you Get know. the air conditioner. I like that. Well, no, Solid like plan. My, uh, my AC unit um, just reached its uh, shelf life. Apparently uh, it is no longer. So mm-hmm. thoughts and prayers. Yeah, well, you know, thoughts and prayers. Yeah. It lasted 33 years. Oh, wow. I, what is, I didn't have it for that long, but that's, the, that's how long it's been there. What's the average? They told me the average was a good 20 years. Okay. So I feel like that was good. Yeah, you really got the value out of it. Did you do a lot of research into the new unit that you were buying, or did you just take the recommendation from the person that came out? (laughs) Well, um, I'd say about like five years ago, I got a new furnace. Mm -hmm. So at that time, I kind of researched brands and stuff and uh, went with the uh, American Standard. So I just got the same brand. And I've been I've been pretty happy with it. It's been pretty good. Did the person that came out there to look at your air conditioner, did they influence you at all into what type of model you should go with or brand or anything like that? Or was um, it just all on you? Not really. He he kinda told me about um you know, he kinda told me about basically different prices mm-hmm. and threw out some different brands and um just kinda just kinda told me about like his experiences, how long they last, kind of a thing, um, what's more durable. So then I just kinda made the decision on my own. It was basically based on, uh, I didn't go for like the lowest price, but I just want something like dependable. Right. You know? So so they gave you the the low, middle, high option? Pretty much, yeah. 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 Makes sense. Yeah. I was just curious. That's a big purchase that, to me, anytime I've made what would be a big purchase, but I've had you know a contractor or a professional come out, I never really researched the product that much, like the water heater. It was really just replace the water heater. I didn't go out and research my own. If I was installing it, myself, then I probably would have done more of that research. But since I had somebody come out there, they looked at it, they told me they needed it, I needed to get a new one, gave me some options, did the same exact thing. Probably just went for like the middle price range because you don't want to go too low, but you also don't want to get the, the most expensive premier option for it. And that's that's uh, that's probably plays into their strategy for it. Yeah, and a lot of it comes down to like uh, they promote a lot of energy efficiency right? and, um, you know, air filtration, you know, that kind of thing. They kind of play on those. Um, 
Um, I'm just kind of interested. In, I really want to get a, like a smart thermostat. Oh yeah, those are nice, like the Nest. So I'm like thinking to myself, like maybe now's the time, yeah, right? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, they, supposedly they'll save you money in the lifetime. I don't know if they do, but they look cool. They do, and you right? can do stuff with your phone. Yeah. So you didn't spend that much time. You know, here's here's what's funny to me, I guess, in this whole whole situation is how long do you think you spent re- evaluating and making the decision on what air conditioner unit to buy? Yeah, that took me all but five minutes. So that five minutes, right? And that is a you know big decision, I would say. That's a big purchase. How long did you spend researching your backpack that you have? Oh, forever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but that backpack is a daily driver. So <laughs> yeah, your air, your air conditioner unit versus backpack. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> oh, I'm always researching backpacks, any kind of tech, you know, any kind of accessories. Yeah. Unless it's, you know, a big unit on the outside of your house, in which case it's yeah, a d- middle option. Yeah, I middle just need option. to know that it gets cold. <laughs> That's all that I care about. That's great. Hey, a lot of that I'm wondering if, because you're I'm assuming, right, he gave you those, those options to choose from, you said? Yeah. And you yeah. trust his opinion, otherwise you wouldn't have probably had him out there or be even evaluating having him replace it. So a lot of that kind of ties into, you know, a big digital marketing trend with influencer marketing. Sure. Right? Sure. So you have them, uh, you know, influencers, which, I mean, maybe give a brief explanation as to influencer marketing. Redbeard, I'd love to, to get your take on that. Well, so like there's uh, probably like influencer marketing, you think of probably celebrities and stuff like that, they, endorsing they do, products. And yeah, that. They, they do the Kardashian effect. Yeah, that's probably everything. what most people right. think of. But then the other side is like micro influencers, mm-hmm. which is like maybe like you and I. Right? To where we kind of already have our circle of friends and we're uh, talking about products and things that we like, things that good experiences that we've had with different brands. Maybe we got some, you know, photos or videos with us using that products and that. And then our little, our circle of friends, our smaller circle, Mm -hmm. not like Kardashian level. Right. Right. But then all of a sudden they start to see, uh, oh, hey, what was that iPad case you were talking about? I want to get that too. Like, Well, and you've had that happen to you at, you know, a lot of your presentations that you give. A lot of people asking me. Like, I get a, even like my backpack. What's that backpack you got? Mm-hmm. What's that uh, case you have on your phone? You know, little things like that. Right. And what's exciting about that is, you know, with social media, it's more than just your close circle of, we'll call them real life friends, the ones that are actually uh, in person with you, that you influence their decisions. And that's been happening forever. That's basically what word of mouth is and referrals is. And there's a lot of businesses that still, you know, make a lot of money and do very well just by relying on those. And what's exciting is that if you're a business that does rely really well, or or does do really well, I should say, with word of mouth advertising, with those referrals that you get just because you have a great product or you provide a great service, then you can also typically do really well by taking advantage of influencers. And like you were saying, it isn't just the large, this person has however many millions of followers on Instagram. Let's send them our product. Let's have them promote it. Let's pay them however much, you know, ridiculous amount that they want, but instead it's looking for those influencers that are in your actual expertise area, right? Or your demo or they they tailor to your demographic for it. So the good example is the air conditioning man that you had out there. If he had an Instagram follower and he's talking about all of his services that you that he does and he 
he's got thousands of people. It doesn't even have to be thousands, right? If you have, if he had 1,000 people that were highly engaged, always liking, always commenting on his posts, and you are a manufacturer of air conditioner units, well, then you can reach out to him on Instagram or whatever social media platform. Instagram always gets the biggest play, I would say, as of late at least. Yeah, Instagram's great. I mean, you think of what you're posting there. You're usually posting product pics, food pics, right. things like that. Um, I mean, I've had, uh, you know, I, I post a lot of food stuff when I'm on. I post a lot of meal stuff, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of... Uh, a lot of Burger King wrappers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Burger King wrappers, organic <laughs> meals, you know, a little, a, bit of, little bit of everything. Good blend. You know, just protein in general. <laughs> But like I like to post a lot of food pics, and I've I've even had a um, couple places reach out because uh, they see like the likes I'm getting on those and the comments and the interaction, like you said, mm-hmm. and uh, they're like, "Hey, you it'd be cool if we send you some of our meal and then just do some Instagram about them, tell people what you think." Yeah, you know, and that's not like getting paid for it, but kind of you're getting like free product, free products, stuff, you know. Right. Well, and there's a lot of influencers out there, and everybody wants to be an influencer. So you have people that are looking to do that. You know, they're all always posting they're trying to increase their engagement they're looking at their follower account for it because they want to have that audience because then they have the attention so going back to the air conditioner if that person was on instagram which i'm not sure if they are or not but if they were then and they had a good enough following then the manufacturer would maybe possibly want to reach out to them not necessarily hey here's a free unit you know tell us what you think although they could but you could also just pay for product placement in some of the images have them take a picture of it talk about how how great it is and if it's an engaged following, they'll either take action of it, take consideration. It's almost like getting a celebrity to endorse a product, or they'll now think less of that person because they're clearly taking, you know, making money, to, <laughs> you know, monetizing their audience. It can it can go a couple different ways. That's why yeah, yeah. You know, you've got to be smart with how you're doing it. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I think um, you know, even like Amazon now has an influencer program, right? Where they that's the you know more affiliate side where you're just sharing your own store and your own products that you have yeah you, you, have other you people basically buy uh you basically get your own um well you have to apply like for the get into the program and everything mm-hmm. um you have to give them like your uh you know links to your youtube instagram twitter you know you have to get accepted and show that pro- you have uh, show, show that probably one you're a real person yep and yep. that you do have somewhat of a following yeah you have to uh, there's some kind of i don't know their actual metric but they do some level of engagement there nice. um which is pretty cool but like once you get into that and i i've only been like kind of messing around with that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I haven't done much with it yet, but you basically get your own um, like pretty much verified Amazon landing page. Yeah. Right? And uh, you can start making your own kind of like when you make a wish list, right? On, on your Amazon account, like things you want to buy later. Mm-hmm. You don't want to forget about it. Well, here you can start creating your own categories of different Amazon products. Yeah. And then uh, and then you get that those links to share, your own custom links to share and things like that. So, well, it's great. If you have a lot of people or you, know, you have a bit large social media presence and people are asking you what type of equipment that you use, it gives you a good opportunity to try to monetize that following a little bit. You can send them the Amazon link so that they can make the purchase directly through there. There's no, like, here's just a general name of it. Go go look and find it yourself. It's Here's a direct link. You can easily purchase it, and you get a little bit of kickback for it, so it's win-win for everyone. Yeah, that's and that's the thing. Like I've had a lot of people lately ask me, like, you know, because I'm like addicted to buying tech gadgets and stuff, <laughs> and they were like, what's that, you know, what's that 
that mouse you bought? What's that keyboard? What's that camera you have? Mm-hmm. You know, tell me about the camera equipment and mics you're using or that phone rig set up, you know? Yeah. So I just say, here, here's a link to my Amazon page. And I list everything right there. Yeah. So, well, and I mean, it's, it just makes it easy. You well, know? And to get back to, you know, just general influencer marketing, right? I mean, you have that piece of that's one component if you had an audience that you could do. But what do you think about all of the recent statistics coming out in regards to these supposed influencers that have huge fake followings? There's almost no engagement for it. You know, they're always trying to say Influ- influencer marketing is dead. It doesn't work anymore. There's not even any real, I mean, clearly there's real people, but there's a huge, you know, area of fake influencers, right? People that eat, may, possibly they're in an engagement group, right? Where they're not, nobody actually cares about their, their posts that they're having, but they're just making it look like they do because they're a part of this community that goes in and likes and comments on their own posts and they're basically farming out their their engagement so to a brand it looks like oh this is a great person to have they've got fifty thousand views on this look at all these likes look at all these comments but the reality is all of that isn't somebody that is part of the demographic that actually cares what that person has to say it's just part of trying to game that algorithm and game the system yeah and i feel like uh i've seen some of those things yeah and i feel like like they're, you can tell pretty quick, right? You know when something's <laughs> well, happening. You, you can tell pretty quick, and that's why yeah. you know it's always good to have somebody that understands digital marketing, understands you know how to make it look like that, versus somebody that's just in house. They were tasked with finding influencers. They read about influencer marketing, possibly in a blog or listen to an awesome podcast about it, and now they want to act. So they go and just look at follower counts, and they look at the engagement levels, which is what you know step by step you're supposed to do. Look at the follower count, look at the engagement levels, make sure. That there's, you know, if you've got a hundred thousand people that are following this person on Instagram, but only five likes on every every photo that they post, that's probably not an engaged group. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you yeah. want to stay away from that for sure. Yeah, and I tend to, well, like personally, I tend to follow influencers. Like, like I follow a lot of tech influencers that yeah. do pretty much weekly YouTube videos, mm-hmm. right? So, like, they're actually like I can see them, right? <laughs> and they're actually talking about products and and uh, you know giving good information but then you can start reading like the actual comments not all good not all you know bad but and then they're replying you can tell they're engaging in that conversation and then then i see that on like a youtube platform and then i'm like oh i wonder if they're on instagram i wonder if they're on twitter like because i want to follow them kind of everywhere too you know Mm -hmm. um so then i know that kind of information is genuine right um yeah usually um you know if you do have that like that false following it's probably just on one platform, you know? Yeah, a lot of times it is. Uh, the other thing that, that I guess I like about it, or I, I shouldn't say like about it, what kind of makes me a little cautious of it is that I think that influencer marketing, especially if you have a consumer brand, like I know I gave that air conditioner story just as the using you know, your recent event as an example. But if you look at a lot of other you know t- types of, of products that are consumer focused, especially in the fitness industry, which is pretty clear, you know, all the energy drinks that are out there, uh, beauty is going to be a big one, skincare, things like that. There's people that, you know, are making big investments in, on influencers because it's almost like having a celebrity on a commercial. And back in the 80s, 90s, when, you know, think of the City Crawford Diet Pepsi <laughs> type commercials. Those had a big, those had a big boost. And using influencers are, influencers are the, are the modern celebrities, except they're targeted down to your niche. So I think it's a really powerful way to reach a wide audience. But what's scary about it is there isn't 
isn't any real self-regulation at this point. And there's so many, you know, fake influencers that are just trying to game the system that it can lead to a lot of brands spending money, not seeing a return and just getting rid of the whole concept of influencer marketing, which I don't think is the right way to, of course, right, for for actually getting results from it, because I think that it's still powerful. Uh, on the flip side, though, you have, you know, influencers that are charging, you know, a high rate that they do have an engaged following. But just because somebody has a high and engaged following doesn't mean that if they put one post for 24 hours or 36 hours of them, you know, drinking your energy drink, that it's all of a sudden going to equal a lot of sales. So it's just one more touch point for it. So if you ha- if you go about it that way, where all of a sudden you have one post out there, you're expecting to get a huge return on your investment, it's probably not going to be there for that. It could, but most likely just that one post isn't going to move the needle as much as you, as a lot of people are expecting it at this point. Yeah, and, and even like off social media, I feel like I have influenced some energy drinks. Oh, have you? As of late. I think, <laughs> I think you have as well, actually. Not necessarily for myself, but I can think of uh, of others that are, are definitely feeling. Of course, they got really sick recently. Right? <laughs> right. I wonder if there's any uh, correlation. Yeah, and you know, just go, kind of you know, going back to the like the micro influencers. Like, there's this big push on like let's get product in front of like r- actual real people, mm-hmm. right? Right. They, they, everybody wants to show real people using their product, but I think it's smart too that uh, if you're gonna post and talk about a product like like say that hey this was given to me right or if you're doing a review like this isn't a paid review right so i think that's really important and i appreciate like the videos and stuff that i see that okay i know that they you know got sent that or they're paid to to review this product right it keeps it transparent it keeps it open it helps as an influencer make sure that you're not ruining what really is making you valuable which is your audience yeah you want to do anything you can to keep that community strong and uh, what i like uh brands too they're not all just like here try this product and tell everybody how much you love it right right they're like just give an honest opinion about it so i mean that could be good or bad so you have to take the good with the bad there but uh hopefully your product's good anyway so they're not gonna say bad stuff right yeah that's always usually the first part So I like to do, uh, you know, when we're talking about, I guess, micro-influencers, which is really where this landed, do you have a process, like a, almost a checklist of sorts that you go through when you're looking for an influencer for a particular brand? Um, No. Well, I mean, I like to see that uh, that they're active on social media, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe like they post regularly, um, that they're commenting on other people's things, like that it's an actual account, right? right. That's, that's active. They don't just like post on Twitter once and don't touch it for like six months do you use a service at all when you're looking for influencers um well like as an influencer myself i've used a service um whether that guy signed up for mm. um it was called uh intellifluence right right which is kind of cool because um that's for like brands to sign up and use like their database of people right mm. or as an influencer if you're trying to become an influencer um you can sign up and kind of just uh you tell it um you tell them all about yourself kind of what you're interested in maybe you just like pet products or technology or you know kind of what you're into um you know fitness that kind of thing right um you know and then you supply your uh <clears throat> your links to your social media accounts um I'd say, probably instagram is probably the most popular one for that right um but then you kind of like start building a profile right and then uh businesses on the other end when they sign up and they're say they have like a fitness product they're trying to promote or like an energy drink or supplement or something like that um they can start to see like 
um, all right, well, who was kind of weed down that database? Who was into fitness stuff? Who was, you know, and then they can uh, they can start like looking at your profiles to see that you are active on there and to see that oh, you might be a good fit. You have a good engagement, good community built up, um, and then they can reach out to you directly. Does that company that you're using have any sort of vetting process for you to sign up as an influencer? Um, well, you have to supply all your accounts and information. So um, there is uh, once you submit it, uh, then it, it takes like I don't know maybe a week to actually get approved though. Yeah. So, so they're looking. Are they just looking to make sure that you are a real person, or are they? I think so. Yeah. Right. So so it's so it's still on the brand to understand that they're choosing yeah. the right person that yeah. isn't part of one of those engagement farms. Yeah, you're like getting that. real people, real reviews, kind of a thing. Yeah. See, what I like to do is I always kind of boil it down to a process and, and influencing or influencer marketing now is similar to to PR in a sense where you're trying to have somebody else say something good about you. And just like how previously you'd write a press release and you'd go out and contact editors and anchors and, you know, people responsible for saying the news or writing an article in a blog post or, or, or should say in a newspaper, it's very similar now where you're trying to have bloggers write about you and that's good for SEO, it's good for influencing, uh, it's good for just getting people to, to, to know about your brand. So the idea there is always try to come up with, you know, a list of all the places and all the different people that are in. And then I go through a process similar to what you were talking about, where you're trying to weed out the ones that are, one, going to be too expensive for the brand. The Kardashians would be great for anybody that's looking to promote a beauty beauty line of anything. But of course, the budgets aren't always at the Kardashian level. So (laughs) you want to try to find one that's going to have that high engagement, have that high reach, but is also going to be within the budget. So it's really going through and then finding it, doing some of that manual outreaching, seeing what their costs are, seeing what they, you know, sort of guidelines they have because the real true influencers are going to have guidelines because they understand that it's their audience that's making them the money right now. It's their community that anything that they do, any product that they promote, uh, if it's seen as almost, you know, just trying to take advantage of them, then they could lose a big following and losing a following is, you know, in, in a sense, losing their credibility and what makes them worthy of paying. Yeah. Yeah. And what I like too is like, uh, you know, if you're just starting out, like you want to get products, you'll be influencer and talk about things like that. Like um, my whole um, idea behind it is to, you know, I want to get, you know, check out products and stuff and review products to have content to, to talk about, like on YouTube right. or stuff like that. Um, but what I like to do, like usually these brands are like, hey, can you just, uh, you know, check this out and then like take a photo and post it on Instagram. And I'm like, hey, well, I can also make a YouTube video and I can mm-hmm. put some tweets out or a blog post or, you know, so I'm adding value there yeah. to where they're like, oh, wow, <laughs> like this is great, you know? So then they want to like in the future when they got new products and stuff, they want to reach out to you first, right? Yeah. And it's, you know, making it so it's valuable for them. It's valuable for you. You know, it's what you really are looking to do as part of your influencing. But I, you know, when you put it all together, it's just something that you're making sure you have that list that you're going through. Like, how many followers do they have? And I like to put it in a spreadsheet so I can easily compare all the different influencers that we're reaching out to. What are their guidelines? What is their engagement? Look at their, don't just look at their last post either, right? Look at their past, you know, 10, 15, 20 posts and, and get an average of what their engagement is. And when we say engagement, how many comments? 
how many likes. Take a look at them. Don't just look at the numbers of it, but actually go in there and see what are people posting. Is it just great video, great, great picture, interesting, thanks, things like that. Those are usually red flags that it's going to be part of that engagement circle where it's just trying to game the system to, to make it look like there's a lot of engagement. When you have people that are actually asking questions in the comments, providing their own type of insight for it, then you have the, the person that you're you know potentially going to reach out to as the influencer for you. Taking a look and seeing that they're responding, those are all great things that you want to have that'll give you a better insight into how engaged that audience is. Because the reason that an engaged audience is so important and why we keep talking about that is because that's all that you really want out of the influencer at that point. You want to know that if they share your product on their page, that enough people are going to see it and it's going to resonate with those people. Otherwise, it'd be like taking out a, a television commercial somewhere that nobody watches that show. <laughs> right. And not that people really watch television commercials too much anymore, but similar. Right, right. And uh, and, and get a feel for like their voice, right? <clears throat> or like how you know, are they creating content, mm-hmm. you know? Or are they just kind of, you know, liking and reposting stuff? Or, you know, right. does it look, you know, do they care about how things are shared on that platform? And put all of that into a spreadsheet. That way you can keep track of all the different influences that you want to reach out to and make sure that you're prioritizing them. So based on the results that you see, structure that uh, spreadsheet so that it's, you know, prioritized and then start to reach out to them. See what their prices are. See if they're even willing to do it. A lot of times you'll get turned down. People will just say, no, they don't want to promote your product because maybe they promoted a competitor and or maybe, you know, they just don't like your product and they're trying to protect (laughs) their credibility for it. So you want to have, you know, a good list on your spreadsheet that you're reaching out to. And then the ones that you do decide to go forward with, keep track of the results. Not that one post, like I said before, is going to instantly, you know, change everything that you've been doing, but it does have the potential because you are reaching a good audience. So you should see results from that post and then start to track that. See if there's maybe one influencer that you start to get more posts from. Well, that's the one that you should continue to go back to. Yeah. And then, you know, and then maybe even toss some like, you know, some free stickers and t-shirts. I mean, that always helps. Yeah. There's very little you won't do for a sticker or t-shirt. I think that, that's been proven. I'm looking forward to uh, going to PubCon and really seeing that I'll do anything for a sticker or t-shirt on display. You're like, why haven't you packed any outfits? <laughs> So, so if anybody's going to PubCon, we will be there, and Redbeard will do anything for a sticker or T-shirt. So you can try to find him. He'll be the guy with the big red beard, and you can really try to challenge him and see, <laughs> yeah, see how I'll be far the, he'll push it. I'll be the one with the uh, handfuls of stickers and backpack <laughs> full of T-shirts. Yeah, so. and also the the look of regret on his face, most likely, depending <laughs> on what he's had to do to get those. Yeah, be sure. Yeah, check out PubCon, best conference in the world. Well, I think that, that's all I had for the, the influencer topic. You got anything else you want to cover? Oh, no. Well, I do want to add that our podcast is now on Spotify. Yeah, that took a long time to get on Spotify. I, I still don't understand why Spotify makes it so difficult. Yeah, I don't know. They they uh, they had like a block on new submissions for a little while, a little little hold. I'm not sure why. But uh, but once it was open again and uh, we submitted, like within a few hours, it was on there. So. so we're on iTunes, and it'd be great if you're listening to this. Give us a rating, subscribe. 
subscribe and let us know how we're doing. Hopefully it's great. If not, still let us know. And now on Spotify. And what's your saying that you always go? Wherever podcasts are sold. Wherever they're sold. Yeah. Which they're free. And if, so. you're, and if you're buying this podcast, let us know, I guess, because yeah. I'd, be, I'd be curious to, to know how that how that all unfolded. <laughs> but also on YouTube, we're, we're starting to put these out there so you can watch us sitting in this lovely studio room, uh, looking at each other and moving our arms as we talk. If, if that's if that interests you in podcasts, that's what we're doing. Yeah, people are starting to like those. This so. got getting a good cool. amount of views. I, I was surprised, uh, mainly cool. because mainly mainly because I don't listen to podcast on YouTube. Yeah. And I don't really watch it on YouTube. So that wasn't something that was a big priority for me. But now seeing the, the views and, and everything else, clearly, you know, there's a, a huge audience that, that does do that. So another great marketing tip is to don't do the marketing just based on what you do. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, I, for all we know, there are uh, YouTube like red subscribers that are just uh, hit and play on the video, but then just listening to it. Right. Yeah. That's always uh, that's 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 the one feature that I would almost pay for like that that's the one that's making me think about actually getting the the paid youtube version. it is pretty awesome and no ads see i don't mind the ads i support advertising as as a marketing professional i support advertising yeah you don't mind the ads until you have no ads <laughs> I, I, I do ignore them if they're not relevant though <laughs> I'm paying for it all day. That's all I'm saying. It's awesome. So make sure to follow us on there. Check us out. Love to hear the feedback. Thanks for listening. See you. Thank you for listening to the GSN Marketing Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at GSN Marketing. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and wherever podcasts are sold.